Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. And always a joy uh, to be able to be home with you. And uh, we thank God for the church. And, and I thank Him uh, for meeting here with us this day. And uh, His presence is always uh, welcomed and uh, grateful to be around the Holy Ghost. And uh, we don't sense much of that in these days and the places we go. And so, church, you ought to thank God uh, for the church that we have and for a man of God who struggles and, and preaches and tries to do his best to uh, keep it that way. It's a fight. It's a battle. And uh, if we paid him a million dollars a year, it'd be all right with me uh, for the fact that he strives to keep the Holy Ghost in the house of God. And uh, I appreciate that with all of my heart. I'm like old Simon Peter. It's been good for us to be here. Hallelujah. Amen, and I appreciate the goodness of the Lord, and I'm glad to be saved. I'm glad I'm not going to hell, and I just about, about took a lap with you a while ago, and I might do it for it's over with. Hallelujah, I'm glad I'm not going to hell, and I'm grateful that I know Jesus, amen, and I appreciate that this morning. Uh, a familiar passage of scripture, I, I, I guess for two or three hours last night, uh, trying to really find the mind of the Lord, and and the truth of the matter is, uh, uh, you just don't go in there and grab a message. You try to find what the Lord uh, would have you to preach. And I, I believe, I know it's a familiar passage of Scripture, but I really believe the Lord laid it upon my heart. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. The Bible said, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. They called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. What a day that was in our life. Amen. He casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might right receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I want to preach the question uh, that he uh, asked the blind man, what would you have him uh, uh, to do for you? What would you have him uh, uh, to do for you? Now, I don't believe it was any coincidence that uh, blind Bartimaeus was by Jericho. Uh, Jericho represents some things in our life. I believe that Jericho uh, uh, represents a place of battles in our life. Uh, there was walls that they had to overcome uh, to get into Jericho. It was a place of, of conflict. There was a battle that was going to be there. There'll be battles uh, in our life. Amen. Uh, we preached about the flesh this week, and there'll always be battles uh, in the flesh. You're going to have to fight. Uh, if you're going to live for God, you might as well make up your mind. Uh, there will be some battles battles. Amen. But it's a place uh, uh, not only of battles uh, but of uh, uh, problems but it's a place of perfume. Uh, the word Jericho uh, means fragrance. Yeah. 
You know what the Lord is saying to us this morning? If you'll be willing to go through those Jerichos uh, in your life, uh, that it will become a sweet-smelling savor in the nostrils of God. He'll be satisfied uh, that with us, uh, that we'd be willing to go through uh, our Jerichos uh, and be willing uh, uh, to go through the things uh, that happen in this life. Uh, Brother Danny was talking about uh, Jeremiah, and Jeremiah was Complaining, uh, and the Lord said, if that bothers you, you better hold on. I'm uh, telling you, if you'll make it through, uh, uh, thank God uh, there will be some fragrance uh, about your life, uh, and God uh, will be satisfied. Uh, don't quit in the midst of trouble. Stay with it, and God will be pleased. Amen. There will be uh, some hard time. That's just the way that it is. Let me give you a few things, uh, and then we'll go eat because I'm hungry. Amen. Number one, uh, and I know you are too, in verse 46, we find that uh, this uh, blind Bartimaeus was incapable of helping himself. You know what happened to us uh, before we were saved? We were incapable of helping ourselves. I remember Dan had been through uh, the AA meetings. I know some of y'all had went to the dry out clinics and you done everything you could, but you could not help yourself. The Bible said uh, that he uh, was corrupt. Uh, the word Timaeus uh, means uncleanness. And his name uh, was Bartimaeus, uh, the son of Timaeus. Uh, the thing that said, I inherited the old dirty rotten flesh uh, that my dad has. Amen. And he inherited it uh, uh, from his dad. And the thing about it, brother lad, it is our flesh, it's corrupt. There's nothing that we can do for ourselves. I'm glad, thank God, he came to where I was. I couldn't go to where he was, but thank God he came to me. Hallelujah. I'm glad when I couldn't do anything for myself that he did it for me. Amen. Incapable, we find here that he was corrupt. That is why he couldn't save himself. Amen. Amen. Not only was the fact that he was corrupt, but he was crippled in the fact that he was a blind man. You know what happens when you're lost? You're blind. Uh, you can't see. But oh, for the day uh, when the Lord uh, uh, turns on the light. Amen. I'm glad. Hallelujah. I went to the house of the Lord and Brother Blake, he turned uh, on the light and he shined the light on me and he said, uh, you're lost uh, and you're going to hell, but you don't have to go. And I'm glad, thank God, though I was blind, uh, I now see. Amen. I've been seeing uh, uh, for almost 46 years uh, uh, thank God hey I'm glad when we are incapable that he is capable of saving us uh, and changing our lives amen amen number two we find not only was he incapable in verse 46 verse 47 we find that he was intelligent enough uh, to run to uh, the right person uh, he knew to go to Jesus amen you know, people try, they try a lot of things. Boy, they have seminars for everything. 
They have books for everything. And for you ladies, they got the oils for everything. Amen. Yeah, everybody has, uh, they have a, a, a way to figure it out. But I'm glad, hallelujah, that I, I ran to the right person. I'm glad it didn't get messed up in Jehovah's Witness. I'm glad that it didn't become a Mormon. I'm glad, I thank God, that I wasn't raised in another country. I thank God uh, for America that I was born and raised in this country where I wasn't taught uh, to bow down to a cow or an image made out of wood or stone. But thank God I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, where I heard the truth. Uh, I know we heard a message about America last week, but I do thank God. I'm glad I'm saved by the grace of God first, but I I am glad to be uh, in America. I thought about it as we sat down in the same hall where they wrote the Declaration of Independence and I said, thank God in my heart, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be in a country where they told me about Jesus, where I heard that I didn't have to go to hell and I'm glad, thank God, and I live in America, amen. Well, I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. He knew to go to the right person. Some of you are trying different things this morning when you just need to run to the right person. Amen. He was smart enough to make it personal. He said, help me. Help me. Some of you need some help this morning. Maybe some of you need to be saved this morning. I don't know. I just know what he laid on my heart. Uh, you got to make it personal. You know what, Brother Laddie, I, I like them fields of grace. I like it when you can get personal with the Lord. I'm glad you can run to him in the midst of trouble. I'm glad he is our city of refuge. Oh, there's been times when if I didn't have him, I wouldn't have made it. I'd have never made it. Oh, Brother John and Kristen today, without him, they wouldn't make it. They, they're not going to make it unless they climb up in his arms and say, you've got to help me. They've got to climb over into those fields of grace and, and lay down into the presence of a holy God. I'm telling you, you've got to make it personal. Uh, some of you got some battles with your family. you got some struggles in your life, but you've got to say, Lord, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's it's not my brother, not my sister. It's me, oh Lord, that's standing in the need of prayer. I need your help. Every time I ever got help from above, I was wise, honest, and admitted that I needed some help, that I needed some help. I said, Lord, you got to help me. I'm not going to make it. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost would show up because I asked for help. Amen. He made it personal. He said, you have to help me. Amen. Not only we see that he was incapable, intelligent, but also he was insisting. You know, the Bible said he's a crying out. You know, I tell you what, you ever get in need of help? But Charles, you won't be afraid to cry out for some help. <laughs> you know what? He was a blind man. No doubt, Brother Tim, no doubt he had heard some things about Jesus. And he heard he's a coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he said, hey, thou son of David, have mercy on me. 
And they, they said, hey, you be quiet. Don't you bother the master. You know, in those churches, they tell you, shh, you can't say nothing around here. And you know what? Huh? He said, hey, and he got louder. And he said, wait a minute. You don't understand. You're not blind like I am. I'm a blind man. And I know that the son of David can do something for me. And he said, oh, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And thank God, Jesus, he stood still. I'm glad 1970. I said, oh, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And thank God he stood still and he came out of where I was. I said, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. He stood still. Aren't you glad that he stood still? Amen. Insisting. You know why? We don't see, we don't see the Lord do things we ask. We're not insisting enough. We ask him one time and we're done. He wants you to just keep asking. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. <laughs> and then he'll do something for us. We ask him once and we just, we just give up. If it don't happen, I've met people got out of church because they felt like the Lord didn't answer their prayer. Huh? Uh, insisting. Not only was he incapable, not only was he intelligent, but he was insisting. He was crying. Then he was confessing. He said, I need you to give me mercy. Some of you have some needs this morning, no doubt. There's some Jerichos in your life, and you need to just be honest with him and tell him where it hurts. Tell him where you're at. Tell him what you're going through. He said, I need you to have mercy on me, and I need you to open my eyes. He insisted. You know what? We don't insist enough. We, we don't insist. Some of you got lost family. We don't insist that the Lord would save them. I know that they got a will, but you know what? We just go, now Lord, save my family. And that's all we spend in time. Prayer, God help us. Amen. Amen. Uh, he was insisting. Can I say number four? And I like this in verse 49. He got invited. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible said, Brother Wayne, the Bible said, Brother George, he said he commanded him and he called him. We got to preach at the Esh's house again. And the, all five of those children went on the altar, stayed there the whole time. And when they got done, the preacher went down through each one and said, what'd you come for? And the girl that wept, she got up and she said, I got a call. I got a call. I don't know all that meant, but I tell you what to know. She felt something she probably hadn't never felt before. And she realized it was a call from another world. I'm glad I can remember that call. I'm glad, hallelujah. I remember the very first time that I went to the house of the Lord. And I sat there as an eight-year-old boy, raised in an atmosphere of wickedness and ungodliness. And I remember going there the very first time. And the very first time that I went to the house of God, he 
knocked on my heart and he spoke to me and I remember the tears running down my face and he said I love you and I died for you and I want you to come oh listen I didn't get saved that first time but I thank God for the call he could have died and let me go to hell after that but he called me the second time and he called me the third time I'm glad he didn't give up on me I'm glad thank God he loved me enough uh, to come and give me another call and give me another opportunity he didn't have to do that but thank God he did Uh, there may be somebody here this morning that God has already knocked on your heart's door and you know if you died right now you'd go to hell he's uh, calling you again this morning he's saying why don't you come why don't you come why don't you come why don't you come you know I love you you know I want to save you why don't you come why don't you come why don't you come he's a calling amen he commanded commanded him to be called hey hallelujah for the grace of God you know what's wonderful about salvation brother Danny is he does it from the beginning to the end I can't save myself he drew me He convicted me, and he converted me. You know what's amazing? That he knew he was going to get saved, and he kept us. Hallelujah. I'm not a Calvinist, not even close. But you can't deny the Bible. Hebrews said he would send the angels to those who shall be saved. Amen. Who shall be the heirs of salvation. That means he watched over you. In your drunken stupors, uh, in your do- dope t- times that you didn't have an overdose. I know people who've had an overdose uh, and they could have died and went to hell, but God spared them and they got saved by the good grace of God. I'm glad, hallelujah, that He watched over you until the time uh, that you got born again and then He watched over you until you go to the house. I'm glad that there is a call. I'm glad I got called. Uh, somebody here this morning. Uh, probably is receiving a call. He's a knocking on your heart and he's a saying, won't you come? Won't you come? Uh, listen, he said, uh, he said, oh blind Bartimaeus, uh, uh, come here. Yeah, I'm going to give you a call. I'm glad, thank God, that I got a call. Amen. He was invited. Can I say in verse 50, he didn't make an issue out of the issue. When he came to Jesus, he did not say, well, Jason, he didn't say, how come I'm blind? He asked for mercy. You know what? When you're going through Jericho, sometimes it's easy to make an issue out of the issue. It's easy to say, why have you done this instead of what kind of help can I get from it? I thought about that with Jeremiah as Brother Allen was preaching this morning. I thought about that in my own life. I've complained a lot about the rain. And I have to be careful to not make an issue out of the issue. Because I'm not the first one that's been rained out several times. And I won't be the last one. Amen. And so he said he didn't ask the Lord the reason why he was born blind. He just wanted to be healed from it. Whatever you're going through, don't get wrapped up in why. Just get wrapped up in Lord help me to get through it and give me the grace amen he didn't make an issue out of it he didn't get up wrapped up in the reason number two he didn't get wrapped up in self-righteousness the Bible said he cast away his garment he didn't say well Lord 
how come they don't have this issue? How come you gave it to me? How come my family has this issue? You know what? Sometimes when we go through things, we want to try to figure out why God let it come to us. As me and dad was talking yesterday, Brother Andy, many years ago, he said, why not you? Why not your family? How come our family is any better than anybody else's family? We all are going to suffer, Brother George. That's just the way that it is. And we cannot make an issue out of the issue. Verse 51, we see his inquiry. You know what's amazing? He asked way back in verse 48 to have mercy. It's verse 51 before the Lord's doing anything. <clears throat> you know what? In our lives sometimes we ask for relief. Brother David, don't come right then. You know, Mary and Martha, they thought that Jesus was late. <laughs> Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. But he was always on time. But Chris, sometimes he don't do what we want when we want. But he always knows what he's doing. I have seen that. And even just in this last year and a half or two of my life, things that I asked him to do, he didn't do. But then he did something else. And then I realized if he'd have done it that way, but Thomas, it wouldn't have been any good. But he made it right. He made it better by doing it his way. His way is always better than our way. You know that? His way, Brother David, is always better than our way. His way, matter of fact, is above our way. Matter of fact, he said, my thoughts are above your thoughts. <laughs> you can't even get in his realm. You can't even get, Brother Casey, we can't even get where he's at. We don't understand. If we asked him to explain it, when he'd get done, he'd say, now, we'd say, now, how about run that by us again? We, we can't understand his thoughts and his ways. He asked him, it's three verses later. It may be three chapters. It may be three books later in your life before the Lord answers your prayer. But if you'll let him, he'll make perfume in your life where you can be a fragrance to somebody. And somebody see Christ in you. We see the inquiry. And then lastly, there's one thing that did happen immediately in verse 52. He received his sight. You know what salvation is? It's immediately. When I got down as an eight-year-old boy, and I said, Lord, save me. Come into my heart. You know what happened? It happened immediately. He came in. When dad got saved, I was 10 years old. Of course, I didn't go to church much, a lot, until dad got saved. And I remember maybe getting back in church really good, and I went down the altar. And Brother Paul Pritchard, he came to me and he said, you need to get saved? And I said, I, I don't know. I, I know I'd done something a couple years ago. And so he began to talk to me. <clears throat> And I was getting ready to say the Lord's Prayer or whatever and pray again. But you know what happened? The Holy Ghost inside of me said, you don't need to do that. I saved you and I moved in two years ago. You just need to get right. And so you know what I did? I got right because he done moved in there. Thank God that was immediately. He saved me. Not again and again and again and again. Listen, young people, if you fail and you do wrong, you don't need to get saved again. If you're saved, you're saved. Amen. Amen. That happens immediately. i tell you what else happened immediately that I like. Not only received his, his sight, but his response. The Bible said he followed Jesus immediately. 
<laughs> I worry about this crowd. Brother Dave, that they get saved and then three months you can't find them. I mean, even with the help of the FBI, you can't find where they're at. I mean, man, they're gone. I like that crowd get saved and six months down the road, they're still there. And the next year, they're still there. And five years down the road, they're still there. Amen. They followed him uh, immediately. <laughs> he immediately said, you know what? Since you've made me see, I think I want to hang around you a little bit. Amen. You know what? We ought to want to hang around him a little bit since he made us see. <laughs> My message twofold this morning. There's some folks in Jericho. Got some things going on in your life. Won't you ask him to help you with it this morning? Be honest with him. Say, here's my problem. Here's what I need. I need mercy. And then there's no doubt there's probably some here this morning that you know if you drop dead, you die and go to hell. And my, what a foolish life to live. To gamble with eternity. Never knowing when you're going to die. What a fool. You're getting a call this morning. You need to respond. Let's stand if you would, please. Would you let God help us this morning? Would you let him help us this morning? What would you have him to do for you? Jesus asked O blind Bartimaeus, he said, What wilt thou have me to do for thee? You know what I believe? I believe somebody's getting a call from above. You know what I'd do? I'd run down that old-fashioned altar. I wouldn't go to hell for nobody. <clears throat> and then I believe that there's some folks going through some things that are struggling. You're trying to figure it out on your own. Why don't you come this morning and give it to him? Why don't you come and let him have it? That's right. Come on. As we sing.